Well, hello out there, planet Earth, and happy Friday. It's April Fool's Day. It's Friday, and it's always Friday with me, your favorite fool, Stephen Fry, the SMB guy. I-C-Y-M-I, or in case you missed it, SMB stands for Small and Medium-Sized Business. For the last 20 years, I've been a consultant for small, medium-sized businesses, a voice and sounding board for leaders advocating on their behalf, as well as their employees. I believe strongly in sharing stories, providing perspective, and creating connection. So every single Friday, you could find me right here on talkradio.myc doing just that, lending what is left of my mind and my voice to this radio show where I interview SMB leaders as well as their trusted advisors. One thing that I've noticed over the years is that some of the absolute best thought leadership for SMBs actually happens on Friday when we feel that freedom of the weekend coming. However, we're all so anxious to start the weekend, these pearls of wisdom, these Really great thoughts and clarity that we get. They're forgotten. They're swept under the rug. They're eased aside in favor of our fun weekend activities and our freedom from work. Here on Always Friday, we like to take advantage of that weekend freedom and clarity. We discuss popular topics that are on the minds of SMB leaders as well as their trusted advisors. The name of the show is not just a play on words. My name means free in German. So quick fact for everybody. It's not just a not, not there's a little bit of deeper thought here. Always. I promise you today's episode of Always Friday is brought to you by SDA Wealth Strategies, a boutique financial services firm in the Hudson Valley, offering personal wealth management and comprehensive business solutions for its clients. SDA stands for simplifying financial lives, designing financial strategies and advocating to implement them. SDA offers a concierge experience for individuals and businesses. The firm's highest priority is always their clients best interests while empowering people and businesses to be conscious consciously proactive and thrive today, tomorrow and beyond. For more information, visit SDAWellStrategies.com. My shades are on. I'm going to get some appropriate background here. The stage is set. Let's rock out. Today's show, April Fool's Day, but also 401k day. April 1st, traditionally known as April Fool's Day. Plenty of jokes and pranks are expected. In recent years, it's also been referred to as 401k day. Ha 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 ha. This is a tribute to one of the more popular employer-sponsored retirement plans available for business owners and their employees. While Mr. T is famous for the catchphrase, I pity the fool, we don't want to pity SMBs that don't have a retirement plan in place yet. The idea is let's help them better understand how to best take advantage of this vehicle, especially during a time when many states around the country are passing mandates that actually require SMBs to offer a retirement plan to their employees. Today, we're going to hear from a veteran of the financial services world who represents a technology-enabled 401k platform for SMBs, someone who's creating awareness and engagement around the topic of retirement for the whole country. He and his colleagues have been huge proponents of making 401k retirement planning easy and affordable for SMBs. Take the hassle out of managing the 401k. No joke. Talk is cheap. We all know that. We're here on talkradio.myc. We don't want it to be talk. The goal is let's use the insight on the business landscape and create more impact on Monday morning. It's far too often the SMBs I see out there, they're focused on the product that's going to save all their problems, that solve all their problems, the shiny new mousetrap, the magic wand, whatever you want to call it. One consistent thing I see is that products change every single day in everything that we do. There's no substitute for surrounding yourself with the right people. You do that, you focus on the process that's going to get you to your goal, and the right products will show themselves when they're needed. You got to have the right people around. So I got one of my favorite people around me here today to talk about 401ks. Our special guest is none other than Vinnie Allard, Director of Advisor National Accounts at Human Interest 401k. Again, a technology-forward retirement benefits platform that's focused on providing affordable and automated 401k and 403b solutions for small and medium-sized businesses. They aim to sync business payroll, process contributions, handle the related compliance testing, and IRS paperwork all on behalf of the business. Vinny's been with the company for the last two years, developing and overseeing partnerships with financial advisors. Prior to joining Human Interest as one of the first East Coast employees, he spent time as an advisor as well as a wholesaler in the asset management industry. Vinny graduated from LaSalle University with a BS in finance. Outside of human interest, Vinny enjoys live music, cycling, and spending time with his family. He currently currently resides near Boston with his wife, two daughters, and dog Jax. Vinny is the man. 
and the absolute best person I could think of to chat about this today. As always, we're going to discuss my favorite questions. Who's your favorite movie or TV show character? What's your favorite movie or TV show? What's your favorite musical instrument? Who's the artist you'd like to hear play it? Another one of my friends from New England this this morning to share some of his wicked smats with some April Fools. Vinny, welcome back, baby. Great to have you here. Happy to be here. And, uh, Always love the references at the beginning of the show. The uh, the Wicked Smart shirt uh, certainly tips off the the Boston locale for me here. <laughs> yeah, I do what I can for everybody, man. I want to hear a little bit about your travels. Tell me a little bit about how you got to where you are today. We have some similar background and and uh, territory covered, but love what you're doing. Talk to us a little bit about it. Yeah. And in all honesty, it was by complete accident that, that I ended up here, um, which a lot of the best things in life happen by accident. Um, you know, that, that's, uh, as we've all seen from time to time, but I started off graduating, um, like you mentioned from LaSalle university, uh, back in the, the mid two thousands, I think it was 07, 08, uh, came out of that and ended up going full-time fortunately into my internship was, which, um, was with a group of financial advisors in the Boston area later on after, uh, six years with them, decided the advisory side wasn't for me, wanted to move over to uh, do something a little bit different, but still within the industry and spent seven great years with um, a large asset management firm uh, here in Boston as well. Learned the ropes, really cut my teeth there. Uh, and then I like to call it a third life crisis, right? Uh, when my first daughter was born, it was, I was, uh, you know, early thirties and I jumped ship from, from the big stable ship that, uh, that was the firm I was at and went to, uh, to sling PEO for, uh, uh, a firm that was a, a mistake to join, I guess, but um, we, we won't go into that. But <laughs> thankfully, human interest uh, found me uh, as they were expanding to the East Coast back uh, at the end of 2019. I like to think of them as the Christmas gift that, you know, keeps giving to to myself and my family, because it's been an amazing journey here the last couple of years, uh, seeing what we've been able to do for small businesses, our partners, the advisors that work with them, uh, and just the growth that we've been able to achieve has, has really been amazing. So, uh, I've kind of gotten to choose my own path over here after starting as a wholesaler and then moving into working exclusively with the, uh, the advisory relationships. So love the travels. And I want to go a little deeper on it because, you know, working as a wholesaler for an asset manager and, you know, working with a technology enabled platform, you know, it plays right into my whole discussion that I have with folks on a regular basis of a lot of times people are very, very product focused and they tend to forget about the good people counseling them and the process that they're following to actually execute, which is very much the case when you're talking about products in the asset management world. But, you know, talk to us a little bit more about that like i'm sure you experience some of that even now well it, it's definitely interesting to see the differences because i think you know on the asset management side there's there's things you can easily quantify you know you can look at alpha you can look at beta you can look at three and five year performance but what you can't really quantify is is how smoothly is your 401k running how much manpower does it take to run this plan each year from an administrative perspective you know what technology is behind it running it and you know, I think you hit the nail on the head earlier when when you mentioned, you know, products tend to change fast. I think 401k is one of the few industries that's actually suffered from product not changing at all. And it's really left, you know, small businesses in the dust for the last, you know, two, three decades. And I would definitely agree with you. And a lot of what the focus you know, seems to be with, with you and your team is just getting it into the hands of more people with easier access and better understanding. And it's, it's, it's one of those quick thoughts that I've always had is just that the sooner you do something like this, the better off you are. Forget about everything else alongside of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I mean, it's the second most requested benefit coming out of, uh, you know, right after health insurance. I mean, I know my parents, when I got out of college, they said, look, does it have insurance? Does it have a 401k? Are you contributing? Not everybody has the luxury of hiring parents that you know can drive them to to find a job with that or search for those benefits. I was very fortunate. So to help provide guidance to business owners that if they don't find us or speak with one of their partners to get a plan on their own, they're going to be forced, you know, as you mentioned, at the hand of the state uh, with you know forty six, forty seven states that are uh, currently talking about retirement legislation with you know more than a handful in force. Yep. And it's, it's one of those things that it's now people are, it's on the top, it's a topic that's on people's minds. And I know we're going to get deeper into it today, but it, it's something where the, the state or the federal government shouldn't tell you that you have to do this. It's like it, instinctively, I've said this before, and even with you before, you know, people want to do three things. They want to 
educate their children. They want to pay their taxes and they want to retire. Mm -hmm. And yet there's still somewhat of a retirement crisis where a lot of people don't have access to it. Yeah. And and the key is access. You know, that's the biggest thing where I think if we can get the integrations that we've been talking about and plug in with everybody's payroll that, you know, you mentioned we were tech forward in in that regard, uh, it's going to make it easier for the business owners. Because if it takes work for a small business owner to have to administer the plan or all the different hats they're already wearing, just keeping the lights on, let alone providing a benefit they're now being forced to to administer. Um, if we can make it easier, they'll they'll come. You know, and that's really the the idea behind what our platform has been so far, and it's it's been part of the reason we've grown. Yep. And despite that, I, I still see people, you know, contemplating it and asking questions about, ah, like, like, can we, can we still do just the, just the state savings plan, whatever? And it's, I'm always, I always cringe when I hear that coming from a business owner. It's like, you're an entrepreneur. You went off on your own to do things your way. Why would you do it the way someone else mandates you to do it? Yeah. I mean, in all reality, when has ever been doing that, you know, the bare minimum really ever been enough? And I think if we're doing what the state says, a lot of times those things can be a little antiquated or a bit clunky. Um, not always the most current and pushing uh, bleeding edge technology, which, you know, can, can both be a blessing and a curse at times. Yeah, but, you know, the, the technology is, is such a wonderful thing when it actually empowers people to have access to a great process. And this is, you know, this is something that I, I really applaud you guys for what you've been doing. It's, it's phenomenal to see the, the progress that's gone on the last couple of years. You know, talk, talk, talk to us more a little bit about just like, you know, from your journey, thinking about the very beginning of internships and being an advisor and then being a wholesaler, like, you know, you've kind of seen every side of the table that there is to see, you know, what, what, what do you, what do you say nowadays? What would you say to your younger self? Um, to my younger self, I mean, there's probably a lot of advice I give myself <laughs> that it's way off topic from today, but, uh, yeah. in terms of, you know, what I've seen along the way, that was a big reason that I chose to come to human interest because I looked at it, I think from the lens of an advisor, from the lens of a wholesaler and from the lens of, of a, a participant. Cause you know, we, we eat our own cooking here where we use our own platform. So I got to tour around that before. Uh, coming aboard and, and also from the, the lens of a small business owner. You know, I have a, several small business owners in my family. My parents owned a small business growing up. Um, so looking at it from, from those, I guess, you know, three or four different dimensions and still ticking all the boxes and, you know, feeling good about selling the product, whether it's to the end client or, or an advisor partner that I'm working with. Uh, that was a big part of, of seeing, uh, seeing is believing in, and that's what got me here. Um, and, you know, it, it's ambitious goals that, that we continue to strive for and, and try to hit every day. And, you know, seeing is believing is, is probably big to the end user client, but definitely to the financial advisors as well. And I, I know you guys do a great job of getting really the experience into people's hands quickly so that they can, they can really see it, feel it, touch it and, and get access to it shortly thereafter. Love it. We're going to take a quick break, but we'll be right back with my man, Vinny Allard, director of advisor national accounts at human interest. Stay with us. Are you a business owner? Do you want to be a business owner? Do you work with business owners? Hi, I'm Stephen Fry, your small and medium-sized business or SMB guy, and I'm the host of the new show, Always Friday. While I love to have fun on my show, we take those Friday feelings of freedom and clarity to discuss popular topics on the minds of SMBs today. Please join me and my various special guests on Friday at 11 a.m. on talkradio.nyc. Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your conscious consultant. And on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. on edge? Hey, we live in challenging, edgy times, so let's lean in. I'm Sandra Bargeman, the host of The Edge of Every Day, which airs each Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. Tune in live with me and my friends and colleagues as we share stories and perspectives about pushing boundaries and exploring our rough edges. That's The Edge of Every Day on Mondays at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. 
Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. Welcome back, everybody. It's Friday. It's always Friday. It's April Fool's Day. And it's me, Stephen Fry, your SMB guy. We're talking with my friend Vinny Allard, Director of Advisor National Accounts at Human Interest. Before we kick off the, uh, the good old method segment here, I just wanted to sit out by the fire pit and just have a quick discussion before we kick this off. We talked about this a few months ago, Vinny. There's, there's three trends around retirement, and you might have even added a trend or two as of late in some of your more recent travels, but employees' top financial concerns relate to retirement. You know, folks that are working these days, they're worried about the cost of health care and outliving their retirement savings in their golden years. But also employers are expected to provide some type of pathway to savings, which a little bit more of an expectation around that than ever before, probably because that the, the state legislation is actually requiring businesses to act. And there's even whispers that I hear, I'm sure you hear out there, of possible federal mandates that might come down the pike. Who knows? When you have 40-plus states that are adopting legislation around this, it wouldn't necessarily surprise me. But uh, you know, the sooner you start something like this, the better off you are, like we were talking about before. This concept hasn't changed over the years. There's so much tendency to overcomplicate this, just like there's a tendency to overcomplicate a lot of things that surround the financial services world. But you know, business owners shouldn't consider their business to be their only retirement plan. There's all kinds of ways to really leverage this. And there's also ways to help your employees save for retirement too. some of the noble reasons. But there's also been <clears throat> some incentives like federal tax credits going back a number of years that actually encourage business owners to do this. But and some of those incentives have actually grown over the years, but you know, not to be overcomplicated is the bottom line. It's like people have questions on investments first and foremost. It's like that's like the last thing you should talk about. It's kind of like you said before, getting people access to what they need to to really save for retirement. So, Vinny, this is the method part of the show, the scientific part where we talk a little bit about exactly what you're doing, how you're doing how you're doing it and how you're going to market for it. So I know you guys have a couple of different ways that you go to market as well. So lay it on us. Talk to us about the method. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I think our go to market strategy is probably the, one of the most unique things I've seen in the industry in, you know, my 15 plus years uh, being in the financial service space, primarily because it was done through payroll providers. You know, majority of our uh, customers come to us through our integrated payroll providers. I think, uh, the available, you know, official number is is over a hundred integrated providers, but but I think unofficially it's it's you know well over that. Um, and we have a goal of of you know plugging in with with all the top payroll providers in the country. You know, our uh, co-founders Paul and Roger back in the day uh, in you know the late two thousands when I was cutting my teeth in the industry, uh, and they were thinking about starting yet another small business. They wanted to provide a small a four hundred one k to their employees, and they couldn't do it, so they said, hey let's find a way to do it ourselves. And and that's been the path that we've been on and uh, continue to be on. Yeah, it's 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 such a great it's so, so great to hear that just because it's it's something that I feel like I've been squawking about for a long time. And sometimes I feel like I'm the lone voice in the room. But, you know, again, alongside of good company here, as always. You know, it's something that has been tried by a number of other providers in the space, something that I've seen evolving you know, over time, people trying to, to really use technology to enable everything, but not everybody speaks about the idea of integrating with all of the different payroll providers. And it's something that's, you know, very sensitive from some of my travels back in the day. But I think that's so important. Talk to us a little bit more about that. Well, I think everybody's focused so much on the interface itself. So a lot of what we've seen in the retirement industry over the last you know, 10, 15 years where we're internet and online has really been a, a thing, you know, as opposed to, you know, closer to, to the early 2000s where it wasn't, uh, folks have been dressing up their website. They've been focused on pricing pressure. They've been focused on the look of the platform itself. And honestly, it's the under the hood aspects that really needed the biggest improvements to help small business owners succeed in offering the plan. And our co-founders, as I mentioned, recognize that and that's part of the reason we're operating on a proprietary in-house built record keeping system 
which for those who aren't in the industry, the record keeping system, that's the backbone of what your plan runs on. It's what's keeping track of trades and accounts and custody and reporting and literally everything that goes into the plan. So we built our own from the ground up. We're a San Francisco technology company that does, you know, 401k or financial services, however you like to refer to it. And it's that uh, proprietary nature of the business plus the integrations with payroll that allow us to be uh, so appealing to, to the small businesses that, that we've come to work with over the last few years. It, it, it really makes it simple when all that, the crucial data that comes from the whole payroll processing, which is something that you and I have had experience with over the years, where it can be easily fed into this system, kind of regardless of where, where the payroll is being done. It's something that we've seen over the years where certain providers have their own, their, their own in-house systems where it becomes very difficult for the business owner if they, if they decide they want to go with another option or they, they have additional growing needs that are better accommodated by a different platform. It's, it's different to unbundle. I, it's, it's, it's great to hear that you guys are looking to, to really partner with all the different players that are out there. It's great. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's really been essential to, to the growth of our business because, you know, one thing that, that I know from my experience on the wholesaling side is if we had depended on trying to get into the advisor base to distribute our products solely that way, it wouldn't have happened fast enough. You know, advisors are slow, slower to adopt. They need to see the proof. They want to see, you know, test it a little bit. We needed providers that, you know, they were taking business away from the paychecks and ADPs and they need a solution now for their clients to administer the plan because they're used to pushing go on payroll and everything else just happening. So whether it's been the big national firms that we started with or, you know, your neighborhood uh, uh, CPA or or accountant that's processing payroll for you, we've integrated with them all and and really want to, you know, again, eliminate that, that hurdle of access for small businesses. Yeah. Let's definitely talk more about those local providers that are providing the same services you know, CPAs as well. Sometimes they'll have some great software nowadays that really helps to automate their processes that, that were, you know, tired from years ago of actually doing payroll, you know, but in, in same league with that, I've been doing some great work as of late with some, you know, regional community banks as well. It would seem to me like this would be a very natural marriage for folks that play in that space. Is there, has there been a big push there as well? We've been seeing more interest from banks, and it's actually a growing channel for us. Um, we actually just brought uh, a great colleague of mine on, uh, Joey Prebianca, down in uh, in Florida. Um, he's been working banks and uh, and building out those relationships for us. So that's something I expect to continue to grow. Um, but it, it's been something that, uh, as we've primarily focused on on building out our payroll partnerships and integrations, that it's certainly something we expect to to see growth in because of their their tie ins with local businesses. And you know, I mean what small business owner doesn't have the local bank that they go to and walk in, you know, they see, you know, whoever their teller is behind the counter and, and know them on a first name basis. So, uh, you know, we, we, we will try to accommodate everybody as time goes on. Awesome. So, you know, we we'll go back to accessibility for a second, because that's a big part of the methodology here. I think everyone out there, business owners or not can relate to the idea of, Moving forward, you have to be able to deliver a lot of these professional types of services straight to people's hands and phones that are glued to them at all times. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I've been through a demo or two of the technology. Just, you know, I, I feel like I, I could attest to this, but talk to us a little bit about the idea of just getting it into the hands of quite literally everybody who has a smartphone. Yeah. I mean, the beauty of it is whether it's smartphone, iPad, PC, wherever it is, you go to humaninterest.com and it shows up, you know, formatted to that page and what would look like an app. You know, they wanted to make it easy so that you didn't have to download anything that folks that may not be as tech savvy, they just, they go to their web browser, they type it in. There's no hurdles of, of having to download anything else. And it's actually been pretty great. You know, folks will, they'll always ask, you know, do you have an app? Why don't you have an app? And we'll say, we'll get there. But what we found is majority of our usage comes from the desktop computer, you know, very, uh, very rarely do I find the need to, to check my 401k when I'm out and about, uh, you know, at dinner or at the bar, maybe my, my bank account or my credit card, if I got stuck with the last round, but, uh, net very rarely my 401k, I'm, I'm mostly doing my personal finance stuff from, you know, the house or the iPad, a little bit bigger screen. But, uh, I think with the different generations that may change a bit as well. Uh, but, uh, but no, it, it shows beautifully Sign up takes probably three to five minutes at most, uh, even for the, for the least tech savvy. And that's because, all of your information is populated due to the connection with payroll. The business owner doesn't have to populate it. 
you as the uh, participant doesn't have to enter it in there. So it eliminates the risk of data entry error uh, and really makes it seamless. You decide how much you want to contribute. We help you allocate the assets uh, or you can completely do it yourself if that's more your speed. And after those three to four steps, completely finished. That's it's awesome. And you, you hit on something that's that always touches touches me a little bit is the, the generational you know gap discussion. So you, know, you have folks that are that you know baby boomers still retiring at a rate of ten thousand a day. You have, you know, Gen Xers and and millennials and Gen Z. Everybody thinks about these things a little bit differently, but you know, the concept of retirement's not going away. People need to do it. They need to do it more and they need to do it faster. But they also, you, you know, need to lean on and have been leaning on their employers to sort of guide them a little bit. And that's, it's kind of just like an expectation. It's a table stake at this point from the, from the folks who are in the workforce. So, you know, the, alongside of these state mandated retirement plans that are, you know, becoming an everyday discussion, you know, talk to us a little bit about how you guys are really attacking this and getting it into people's hands as fast as possible. Yeah, so it, it starts with our field team. Uh, we have what we call partner account managers, uh, about 65 of them in the field, um, all wonderful people. They have various different levels of industry experience, whether they came from the benefits world, the payroll world, the advisory world. It's It's been tremendous to see because there hasn't been one formula for success. It's really been, you know, can you make connections? Can you build people? Can you get the value of what human interest is doing across to your partner and get them excited about it? Because passion shows through in what you're doing. And, and if you can get the business owner excited about 401k or providing a benefit to their employees, that's going to be a big help to, to helping that you know partner potentially close business on their side or make things easier for the business owner if they're having some type of operational headache. So that's really where it starts. The partner account managers are the face of our organization uh, in 60 different locations across the country. Uh, beyond that, we have our account executives. They're who helps with more the technical heavy lifting behind the scenes. So our field team is the friendly face that greets everybody. And then they're handed along to the account executives who are going to talk a little bit more technical details, pricing, all of that, uh, I guess, for lack of a better term, fun stuff that uh, that needs to be worked out on the plan. Uh, from there, they're going to go into implementation where they'll have a conversation with one of our implementation managers. And that's typically 30 to 45 minutes. And that's really the only uh, heavy lifting required by the business owner. And they're welcome to have their financial advisor uh, or consultant in on that call as well to help with the plan design aspect. So uh, it's really about um, our CRO's favorite word, velocity. You know, The faster we can get folks in the field moving and talking to businesses, the quicker we'll be able to get plans up and running because these mandates have deadlines, penalties, and they're not slowing down. So you, you talked about getting the business owner excited, which is something that I always like to see as well. But also there's the part of getting the, the financial professional excited, the ones who are actually acting as trusted advisors to small, medium-sized businesses. So, you know, talk to us a little bit about what that's like, because, you know, over the years, as you well know, a lot of these advisors who practice, they, they get visited by wholesalers and platforms multiple times a day. So talk to us about what that's been like. Yeah, I mean, they've seen it all. They've, they've seen the hot product. They've seen, uh, you know, the flavor of the day and, and really trying to let them know that, look, this isn't the flavor of the day. We're not going on, hey, we're the lowest priced out there. It's this is a solution that's going to make your business owner's lives easier and your life easier as, as an advisor, because it's going to allow you to manage and help the folks that you normally would turn away and say, hey, you, you might not hit my minimum or no, thanks. I don't want to do a startup plan because the tools haven't been there for them to, to put them in place. Yep, to do it nice and easily. Love it. We're going to take a quick break, but we will be right back with Vinny Allard, Director of Advisor National Accounts with Human Interest 401k. Stay with us. Howdy, I am Joseph Franklin McElroy, host of the new podcast, Gateway to the Smokies. It airs on talkradio.nyc every Tuesday night from 6 p.m. to 7. Every episode is dedicated to memorable experiences in the Great Smoky Mountains National Park and surrounding areas. This show features experts and locals who will expound upon the richness of culture, history, and adventure that awaits you in the Smokies. Tune in every Tuesday from 6 p.m. to 7 on talkradio.nyc. Are you passionate about the conversation around racism? Hi, I'm Reverend Dr. TLC, host of the Dismantle Racism Show, 
which airs every Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc. Join me and my amazing guests as we discuss ways to uncover, dismantle, and eradicate racism. That's Thursdays at 11 o'clock a.m. on talkradio.nyc. Are you a small business trying to navigate the COVID-19 related employment laws? Hello, I'm Eric Sauver, employment law business law attorney and host of the new radio show, Employment Law Today. On my show, we'll have guests to discuss the common employment law challenges business owners are facing during these trying times. Tune in on Tuesday evenings from 5 p.m. to 6 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. Welcome back to Always Friday with me, Stephen Fry, your SMB guy. We're talking with my friend, Vinny Allard, Director of Advisor National Accounts with Human Interest 401k. Vinny, this is the madness part of the show, and we were just almost starting to cross that wonderful divide in the last segment of Method to Madness, where we're talking a little bit about advisors and, and business owners have seen it all. They've seen some platforms come and go. They've seen some technologies that have tried and haven't really stuck, but Human Interest is is off and running. They have a great go-to-market strategy. They have a great uh, set of experience behind them, especially with you, Vinny, and some of your colleagues. But the madness part of the show here is the artistic observational view, where we talk about stories that we have from the field. No subject to taboo. Anything goes. Obviously, uh, we don't want to compromise client confidentiality if it might make somebody angry. But uh, I'm sure you got plenty to talk about out there, especially considering some of the travels you've had leading up to this point. But at a time where things are changing on a daily basis as far as what business owners are going to be required to do according to where they're located in the country, you know, give us give us a couple of tidbits of madness. What do you what are you seeing out there that resonates for everybody? You know, it, it, I'm seeing a lot of uncertainty to to begin with. It's you know, what's my state doing? What's the deadline? How many employees you know are we required to to offer this to if if we hit a certain threshold? But it's a lot of uncertainty. I mean, we had Connecticut that recently came out with with some news about their program and what they're doing. I know that's uh, right next door to, to you folks in New York. New Jersey came out with uh, their program last year, and it, it drops down to the next employee level early this year. So it's really a matter of business owners trying to just wrap their head around what they need to do and when, uh, on top of the, you know, once I have my plan, now what? Because, I mean... We've tackled plans over the years that, uh, you know, I had one that they didn't file a 5,500 in 12 years. Uh, it was a car dealership that, I mean, and, and their, their provider that they had at the time was supposed to be doing that for them. So just, I think 401k as a whole falls very low on the priority list of business owners because they want to make sure that they're running their business and doing that successfully. So now where the state's saying, hey, you need to do this. They just want to say, all right, well, tell me how, how do I check the box and get it done when really just checking the box with the state program may not be their best solution. You need something that's actually going to help provide the benefit and make it run seamlessly. So that way it's not just another headache you have as a business owner. You know, it's it's funny you mentioned Connecticut because I was I was talking with somebody recently who's got a business up there and you know, talking to them about the the retirement plan mandate. They have more than five employees and you know, talked talked a little bit about the options that are out there and and the the question came back. I was, "Oh, well, can't I just integrate my payroll with with the state savings plan?" And I was like, "You probably can, but if do you want to do that? Like is Again, like it, it's it's something that drives me nuts. It's one of my my madness points on this topic of discussion is like if you went off on your own to be your own business owner and you have your own set of employees and your own set of personal circumstances and goals and wish list and all that, why wouldn't you want to design your own plan for yourself? Yeah, and I mean some of it may come down to just not having the bandwidth and saying, "Hey, you know, it's easier to be told what to do so I can get it done and 
to most folks, if they said, hey, you know, I'm going to have a, my employees get a 3% Roth IRA that they're auto enrolled in, that may sound great to them. But then in reality, the, the financial professional may step back and say, 3% on, you know, if an employee is making 40, 50K, whatever it is that, that they're doing at this job that they're now being required to, to offer the 401k, uh, that's not much. And if you can't control it or say you max it out and you're only doing 6,000, I mean, that's not going to put a dent in the retirement crisis. You know, if you talk to any financial professional, I mean, they'll tell you that even maximizing your your uh, 401k alone may not do it based on, you know, projections and life expectancy and everything else that goes on. So they need to focus on the educational aspect of it, not just the, hey, we have a solution to help people save because saving without the, with still having the knowledge gap isn't going to help people get there. Yeah, there's there's no doubt about it. I just, it, it blows my mind when I, when, if you talk to a business owner and it's just like, well, what's the minimum that I need to do that the state tells me I need to do? It's like, well, if you work for somebody else and you're just kind of getting through the day and you want to just phone it in and do the minimum that you have to, it's one thing. But if you're working for yourself and it's your business and it's your savings also for your own retirement planning, why would you want to do the minimum that's forced on you by the state? It just, I, it's, it's maddening to me. I'm sorry. It's the madness portion. Yeah, well, and, and that's just lack of understanding. You know, they don't realize that 401k is a, a tax deductible expense. Then there's things like Secure Act version 1.0, which we saw a couple of years ago that helps them offset 50% of the costs up to a certain point. And then the 2.0 version that, you know, went through, uh, was it the Senate or the House earlier this week? I, I forget, but. In any event, it's you know on its way and hopefully gets passed in its current form or close to, which will give you know 100% reimbursement for small businesses to, to offset those costs. It'll be a dollar for dollar credit, not just the usual usual deduction on top of the contribution dollars. So education on the tools available on top of getting that business owner excited or finding their motivation. You know, you hit the nail on the head. If it's your business, are you excited about tax deferrals? You know, because you can sock away a ton more money in a 401k plan than you can the state plan? Or are you having a hard time attracting and retaining talent with this great recession we've seen the last year or two? You know, add a 401k, maybe even add a match to, to make your employees want to stick around. If you're concerned about sticking around, add vesting. So there's different things that you can do as a business owner to, to motivate yourself or your employees to use that benefit as a way to stick around and, and keep them there, um, which a lot of folks don't realize. Yeah, a lot. A lot of it sometimes feels like it's coming from the place of if I could pay them less or give them less, I would, which is <laughs> which is always you know troublesome. You know, when you're talking to a business owner, you would you would think that you know they'd want to have you know I think of HR wise, it's like you you know when you want to bring home the best the best experience for the people who work for you and also for the clients that you're serving. So it's just it's something that there's such a huge opportunity to make it work really really well for business owners and their employees. So it's it's something that should always be you know researched with the right people around you. You talked about the tax credit side, and I you know I know we're in the madness portion. It's, it seems crazy to me that there's ability for and you know you quote you know, if I if I misquote this, let me know. But you know from years ago, I remember there being tax credits of up to fifteen hundred dollars, and nowadays it seems like there's credits that are tens of thousands of dollars for for businesses to set this up. You know, talk to us a little bit more about that because I think that's something a lot of people miss. Yeah. I mean, for, for the small business, you can offset, uh, like you have there in the, the bullet from the Secure Act uh, version 1.0, up to 5000 per year, 50% of plan costs. And then they're looking to, to I think, double that, um, if not more. I, I have to take a look at the, uh, the, the details, but uh, we'll see what comes through in the final version. But I mean, they're talking, you know, potentially 100% of plan costs offset. So as a business owner who's being required to do something, you know, at least the first few years while you're figuring it out and growing the plan and, you know, seeing if it's uh, something your employees are going to utilize, it's paid for. Um, so that I think is the best thing uh, from a business owner perspective. Well, it definitely seems like something that, you know, more and more employees are are ready and willing to utilize, especially according to some of the polls and statistics that are out there. But let's let's shift gears for a moment into some other topics of madness that we've seen out there. And this is something that I've I've seen around this discussion for a while where people get so fixated in just the financial services world in general on the investments, the products that are being used mm -hmm. and like like what what's the return this particular fund or investment position? And it's it's 
a crazy unhealthy fixation to me. It's like, again, just going back to the basic fundamentals that I throw out in the beginning of the show. It's like good people first, good process leads to the right end product. So I saw this headline passed around a great deal. I know you did too. The DOL warns 401k plans against allowing crypto investments. Mm -hmm. Now, I know this is something that is one of the more taboo topics in and around the industry, but it's, you know, I see headlines like that and it's just further evidence to me that people are thinking so product based. And I, I, I know I've heard this question come up from folks, uh, you know, from, you know, younger generation folks who are working in the business world of, well, can I invest some of the retirement money into cryptocurrency? And not exactly the best idea if you're really trying to do this according to best practices, but talk, talk to us a little bit about any commentary you have. And I, I know you're trying to keep it above board in PC, but, uh, but yeah, give give us some thought, some thoughts. I'm sure you've run across it. Absolutely, the, the questions come up from from time to time over the last couple of years. Typically on the the participant side or, or the business owner side. Very rarely um, do I get an advisor asking uh, about cryptocurrency. Typically, they'll say you don't allow cryptocurrency, right? Uh, is kind of one of their their vetting questions because we have seen a few platforms out there offer the ability to to invest in in cryptocurrency. Um, while we don't monitor or, or you know keep an eye on cryptocurrency specifically, um, I think it's safe to say that you know we agree with with the statement that the DOL put out that it probably doesn't uh, have a place in, in a four hundred one k plan. You know it's it's a bit speculative. Um, I don't think it's well understood by participants. Most importantly, because I think from a, an investment standpoint, the end user has to be able to understand what they're investing in for it to be. A good decision to put into into a plan, but you know that's that's probably a bit deeper than than we should be getting. Yeah. Um, but you know, in, in my own personal opinion, I've always thought of cryptocurrency as kind of no different than day trading or, or taking your money to a casino um, because you can't predict the future. You don't know which one's going to go up or down, and uh, a lot of times there's bigger fish in the pond that that are controlling things that are that are beyond us, us our little guys control. <laughs> so 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 I'm happy that you that you went there that you related it to day trading because over over the years and you could probably relate to this too from some of your travels. You know I it, you know this I make the connection between when folks used to ask me, well, can I trade individual securities in in a retirement account, like for an, in a 401k plan, and you know while the the ability to have that is out there to have a self-directed brokerage account type of function. Same kind of thoughts were still being passed around by a lot of people in the industry, not necessarily the DOL, like I'm sure I can find a report somewhere, but it's you know, the, the idea of, well, not you shouldn't necessarily be thinking along those lines because then you're day trading your retirement money and that's not really what you should be doing with that. Would you make that, that leap in connection as well? My own personal opinion, yes. I mean, you know, we don't have a, a SDB uh, available on our platform. We don't see the the real use or popularity, and then we do get requests for them on occasion. Um, but really, for us, from our investment philosophy as a company, it's it's again about access at a low cost. So our QDIA on the platform is six Vanguard Admiral shares. We we have an, uh, an investment committee. They have some allocations across the managed account. And it's really focused on providing uh, participants low-cost ways to accumulate and using a little of what's called modern portfolio theory to, to help with the allocations to, to talk technical a little bit. But uh, we won't get into that, uh, the boring <laughs> details of the stuff. But uh, we, we like to make it easy and effective for, for the participants to get invested. Alongside some of the madness in the industry are just a number of acronyms that are out there. So QDIA for everybody, Qualified Default Investment Alternative. Thank you. I forgot about that one. <laughs> <laughs> no problem. That's what I'm here for. Moderation and geek translation. That's what I do. But uh, I, I love it, man. Good stuff. We're going to take a quick break, but we will be right back with Vinny Allard, Director of Advisor National Accounts at Human Interest. Stay with us, everybody. Hey, everybody. It's Tommy D, the nonprofit sector connector coming at you from my attic. Each week here on talkradio.nyc, I host a program, Philanthropy in Focus. Nonprofits impact us each and every day, and it's my focus to help them amplify their message and tell their story. Listen each week at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time until 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on talkradio.nyc. In a post-COVID world, you may have many unanswered questions regarding your health. Are you looking to live a healthier lifestyle? Do you have a desire to learn more about mental health and enhance your quality of life? Or do you just want to participate in self-understanding and awareness? 
I'm Frank R. Harrison, host of Frank About Health, and each Thursday, I will tackle these questions and work to enlighten you. Tune in every Thursday at 5 p.m. on talkradio.nyc, and I will be frank about health to advocate for all of us. Calling all pet lovers. Pet Avengers, assemble! On the Professionals and Animal Lovers show, we believe the bond between animal lovers is incredibly strong. It mirrors that bond between pets and their owners. Through this program, we come together to learn, educate, and advocate. Join us live every Wednesday at 2 p.m. at talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. Welcome back to Always Friday with me, Stephen Fry, your SMB guy. We're chatting with my friend, Vinny Allard, Director of Advisor National Accounts at Human Interest 401k. Great discussion. I get too excited about retiring and 401k plans. I, I, I admit it. I'm very guilty of that. But Vinny, love what you guys are doing. Love how you're doing it. And love, love, love where everything is going. Can't wait to see what's next. Thank you. Yeah, it's been a... Uh a ride. Uh, so we'll, we'll see where we can take it and, uh, hopefully I get to see you in person soon. These, uh, these radio shows have been great, but, uh, we would love to see Mr. Uh, always Friday in person. <laughs> hey man, no- nothing would make me happier and we will make it happen sooner than later. Before we do that, we're going to wrap things up here with the message part of the show. The whole idea from weekend insight to Monday impact. We talked about a lot of great things here. A lot of it revolving around, Access. Just get access to the plan and get moving sooner than later. It's I've always had the, the notion of the sooner you start something like this, the better off you are. Don't wait for the, the state to tell you what you need to do. Don't worry about putting complex, very risky investments inside of your plan. Just get it moving sooner than later and consistently. But give us some sound bites for the weekend. What should everybody remember for Monday morning? I think the most important thing, especially, you know, when you were talking, don't wait for the state mandates to remember is, look, it's it's the start that stops most people. And whether it's the 401k and getting that process going, whether it's consulting with your advisor, your accountant, your payroll to see if they connect with someone like human interest or whether it's, you know, doing household chores and getting up off the couch. It's, it's really just getting the process started that will then get the ball rolling and help you get things in place. And and once you get the plan up and running. Hopefully, you know, at least if it's with human interest, it's going to be very little work to maintain and, and utilize moving forward and, and a great benefit to your employees. Um, so there's, there's just so many advantages to being proactive around this type of topic. Always like to be proactive as opposed to reactive. Always prefer responsive over reactive. But, you know, again, re- responding to just a state mandate is, you know, it's it's great that it's happening on a state and potentially a federal level, in my opinion, just because there has been a retirement crisis for some time. I remember the the statistic of the average American has about 25 grand in their retirement account when I was, you know, start starting to get into the business years ago. And, you know, you fast forward, what, 17 years, almost 20 years, and it's it's just like, all right, well, we haven't made all that much progress. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's because the industry hadn't made progress. You know, you, you see the same big names out there that, you know, they're functioning on old technology because, I mean, it's it's too big to change. I mean, it's like steering a battleship. It, it takes forever to get them to change direction. And uh, battleship aircraft carrier, that's a bigger one. Uh, <laughs> right. But exactly. you, you get the, the analogy. Uh, but in any event, like getting the business owners on board saying, hey, we can do this and it can be nimble and building it from the ground up to do that is what the industry needed because there's been pretty faces with low cost. There's been the traditional players that can get it done, but they don't have the automation. We've been here the last you know six, seven years saying, hey, we have the integration, we have the automation. Let's make this work for small businesses at a price point that, that we can do this uh, for everybody. No, it's a, it's a, it's a great, great mission, great method, lots of madness around it. But yeah, it's, what would you say to the folks that 
you know, haven't really been up on the uh, the idea of the state re- retirement mandates and where all of that sits. You know, I remember California, Illinois and and uh, Oregon being the first ones that were really starting to be enforced. But it is it, it is starting to spread like wildfire. What would you say to the folks that, you know, just look it up, see what state you're doing business in and let, let us know what you see? Absolutely. I mean, that's that's the first thing. Human interest has a great legislation uh page that highlights all the different um, states, what they're doing, when the um, the different deadlines are, because that's the thing, you know, in addition to does my state have a mandate and when does it start? You also have to ask the question, well, how many employees do you have? Because depending on that decides what your deadline may be. So be aware of that, get the ball rolling early. Uh, and especially with a company like Human Interest, we don't force you to start the plan, you know, tomorrow. You can say, hey, I want to get things set up put it out a couple months. So that way, when the mandate starts to take effect, our plan will be live, you know, month, two, three ahead of time, and things will be ready to go. Uh, but I think preparing is is the best way that they can uh, get ready to tackle these these mandates. And granted, you know, when some of the folks actually look up what their state's doing about it and when and how and all of that, they might come across some very loose verbiage. You know, sometimes there's some loose verbiage in certain aspects of the Internal Revenue Code itself, but like they might come across some loose verbiage, you know, and tell me if you agree with this or not. Like when I see something like, oh, it's going to be enforced on or around this quarter of this year, like, you know, to me, you know, if I'm thinking like a business owner and I'm trying to be as proactive as possible, which not everybody is, but, you know, I think that the train's already left the station. This is going to happen. So I might as well get out in front of it. But I would also see some people going like, ah, it's kind of some might be at some point. Who the hell knows? Like, you know, I'll do it when they actually tell me I need to do it. What would you say to folks out there that kind of looking at things, you know, that way? Well, my first thought would be, you know, what else are you doing? You know, as the business owner, do do you have a set? Do you have a simple? Is there some vehicle that you're using to save for retirement? Because from the the level of you know self care, regardless of of you know state mandates having that 401k or any type of qualified retirement plan in place to save money for for that you know future you is going to help. So the first thing I'd say is if you're not ready for the 401k, start to do something. Look at your IRA, work with your CPA, work with your financial advisor, figure out a way to start saving for retirement so you're not part of that statistic that you had quoted before that you know when you came into the industry the average American has 25,000 saved for retirement. It, it's you know it's like you said it's not much better now. Um, because the, you know, the stat you showed before 62% of Americans, I think it was, uh, are worried they're not going to have enough money to, to, uh, last for retirement, uh, even though they're doing all they can. It's, I mean, that's scary, uh, especially when you look at social security and that system's going to get trimmed when, uh, when that goes, uh, belly up in the, in the mid 2030s based on estimates and, you know, benefits are going to get trimmed by what, 20, 30%, who knows? So that's not a system folks can depend on, even though they, they thought they could, um, so they're gonna be more personally responsible. Uh, so just, get you, know, you know, it's funny. I used to consider the, those social security letters to be almost like the state mandate of back in the day where it's like, you're seeing this kind of firsthand. It says by the year 2033, whatever it was, it kept dropping every year, but by, by this year, social security may be completely exhausted. So putting the onus on you to regularly start figuring out how you're going to save for retirement. Now it's, it's something where the states are actually making noise about it, trying to make something happen. But you know, it doesn't change the fact that if you're a business owner, you should really do what's best for you and best for your employees. Mm-hmm. Vinny, thank you so much for joining me here on April Fool's Day, 401k day. It's always a pleasure chatting with you. Thank you. Before I let you go, I'm going to revisit my favorite questions that I ask everybody. Who's your favorite movie or TV show character? What's your favorite movie or TV show? What's your favorite musical instrument? And who's the artist you'd like to hear play it? So... Without further ado, and I guess this really shouldn't be a surprise to me, your favorite movie characters, both Keanu Reeves folks, big Keanu fan, apparently, Neo from The Matrix. It it was until I I saw the newest movie. I wasn't a big fan. The the last show that we talked about this, it was the week before the release. I'm not sure how I feel about that anymore. (laughs) But the but nevertheless, an iconic computer hacker who discovers this crazy truth, the life that he knows is just the elaborate deception of an evil cyber evil cyber intelligence. 
It's weird, but it's in a way that someone working passionately on a technology-enabled platform that's trying to combat a lot of the old, like, antiquated machines that's never gone anywhere. There's some easy kind of matrix analogies and connections to make here for you. (laughs) Then your other one was John Wick, the ex-hitman who comes out of retirement to track down the gangsters that killed his dog and took everything from him. The key here is that John Wick actually made it to retirement in the first place. So besides being kick-ass, you know, trained and taking people out as he is, uh, probably because he had the foresight to put money in his 401k. (laughs) So not a surprise alongside of that, that your favorite movies are, in fact, The Matrix and John Wick. So, so beautiful there. Your favorite musical instrument is the guitar. And you would love to hear it played by none other than Neil Schoen, rock guitarist, songwriter, and vocalist, best known for his work with Journey, was inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame as a member of Journey in 2017. He's the man. I love the journey that I've personally taken being acquainted with you, but I love watching the journey that you guys are on with human interest. Great to have you here once again, Vinny. Pleasure. Thanks, Steven. Coming up next week, it's actually uh, my daughter's 10th birthday, which is actually freaking me out at the moment, feeling older by the second here. But uh, I'm looking to speak with a buddy of mine who I referenced a couple of weeks ago. He started uh, a food tour in New York City called Nice Guy Food Tours. His name is Dante Mercadente. So I'm seeing if I could peel him away from one of his tours to chat with me here for a little bit on Friday next week. But until then, thank you for joining us on Always Friday. We hope that you gain some weekend insight to make a Monday impact. Have a great weekend. We will see you next week at 11 a.m. Eastern Time on Friday right here on talkradio.myc. Take care, everybody. business owner? Do you want to be a business owner? Do you work with business owners? Hi, I'm Stephen Fry, your small and medium-sized business or SMB guy, and I'm the host of the new show, Always Friday. While I love to have fun on my show, we take those Friday feelings of freedom and clarity to discuss popular topics on the minds of SMBs today. Please join me and my various special guests on Friday at 11 a.m. on talkradio.nyc. on edge hey we live in challenging edgy times so let's lean in i'm sandra bargeman the host of the edge of every day which airs each monday at 7 p.m eastern time on talkradio.nyc tune in live with me and my friends and colleagues as we share stories and perspectives about pushing boundaries and exploring our rough edges that's the edge of every day on mondays at 7 p.m eastern time on talkradio.nyc uninformed about menopause and how it impacts on your life? Hi, I'm Pat Duckworth, women's health strategist and host of the Hot Women Rock radio show, empowering women leaders at menopause. Join me every Thursday at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. UK Time on talkradio.nyc for interviews with inspirational women who will share their top tips to rock your world. COVID world, you may have many unanswered questions regarding your health. Are you looking to live a healthier lifestyle? Do you have a desire to learn more about mental health and enhance your quality of life? Or do you just want to participate in self-understanding and awareness? I'm Frank R. Harrison, host of Frank About Health, and each Thursday, I will tackle these questions and work to enlighten you. Tune in every Thursday at 5 p.m. on talkradio.nyc, and I will be frank about health to advocate for all of us. Franklin Mackle.
Moore, host of the new podcast, Gateway to the Smokies. It airs on talkradio.nyc every Tuesday night from 6 p.m. to 7. Every episode is dedicated to memorable experiences in the Great Smoky Mountains National Park and surrounding areas. This show features experts and locals who will expound upon the richness of culture, history, and adventure that awaits you in the Smokies. Tune in every Tuesday from 6 p.m. to 7 on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower.